0: Listening to the Paul McGuire report, as as with many of the programs that I do, that I've been introducing for decades for crying out loud, you know I've been doing this for decades. In fact, if I officially started the countdown date, it would be more than decades because because my life experience, like the life experience of a lot of you, doesn't fit in a traditional box. So let me give you an example. I had my own. And I'm going to say it
1: loosely, my own radio program loosely, um,
0: when I was in uh, grammar school or my first year in junior high school in Jackson Heights, Queens, New York City. Now, back then, you've you got to picture this, and then we're going to expose stuff. We're going to expose very, very heavy stuff, but we're going to do it in a very calm manner. And by the time you're finished listening to this program, it is my prayer that the Lord will use you and me and our words and our prayers. Yeah, we got to have those prayers, because without prayers, nothing is going to happen. And we want to initiate a tipping point, a tipping point in the consciousness and the thinking of the hearts and minds of the people in America and then, of course, around the world. We have arrived at the place of possibility of what scientists call a human extinction-level event. So that's an event. It could be a uh, cataclysmic earthquake. It could be like a super-deadly pandemic. It could be any number of things, World War III, nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. It could be any number of things. It could be an asteroid. It could be uh, the magnetic poles flipping uh, it could be uh, an EMP weapon fired from a shipping boat off the coastal waters of uh, America. And the shipping boat is just modest in size. It's no gigantic, huge thing, but it's a you know, kind of a beat up shipping boat from from uh, a Middle Eastern country or something like that. And so what they do is they gather, they they, they fish in waters which are not particularly territorial, territorially owned by like America or whatever. So once they're out, and I think it's 100 miles is the uh, when you get into international quarters. I would have to check that. I'm not sure about that, okay? It's been a while since I gave out that number. So if I'm wrong, just just send me an email or something. Thanks for the correction. I'd like to get it right. Okay, so this is the thing. Um, They fire a missile, which is very small. It looks like the missile is small. It's just a little bit bigger than... Those handheld bazooka rockets that that soldiers would fire in different wars, and it fired a rocket out. Uh, it was uh, shoulder-mounted on a soldier, and then it would just blow to pieces the, the target. So, with an EMP attack, which is electromagnetic pulse weapon, you have an an interesting thing. You have it fired from, uh, let's say, a fishing boat just off or just outside of the uh, uh, waters of the United States of America. So legally, it's in international waters. In any case, this this missile is fired deliberately. It's fired not to uh, hit the ground, the base, the dirt somewhere in America, where it is supposed to detonate, like in the movie Oppenheimer, and you see like what goes off, which is the first atomic bomb, and then later on there's a there's a hydrogen bomb, the mushroom cloud. No, that's not what this is all about. An EMP weapon is fired from a very modest missile. Its intention and goal and it is computer guided its intention and goal is to detonate when it's way, way up in the upper atmosphere uh, somewhere above the United States of America. So the purpose and goal of an EMP weapon or strike, is to have the EMP, the electromagnetic pulse weapon. To detonate in the upper atmosphere. Now, this, from a strategic standpoint, vastly multiplies the destructive power of the EMP weapon. Because you see, when you detonate a hydrogen bomb or an atomic bomb or whatever, and by the way, in my book, I go into detail in the Prophecy of the Future of America, I give you the details of various magnitudes of EMP weapons, atomic bombs hydrogen bombs, and so on and so forth, I discussed the devastation that occurs, given by scientific research, and how that that ring of fire, if you will, keeps extending and and destroying more and more people and buildings, etc., depending upon how powerful the bomb is. And I did a detailed study of that, because in my detailed study, I hypothetically chose Los Angeles as a target city and i 'll just stop right there if, if Los Angeles was to ever be hit by an atomic bomb which detonates on the on the floor, so to speak of Los Angeles, it would be all over okay but with an eMP attack you don't have to be so critical in terms of your accuracy. You can fire from a, a shipping boat off the coastal waters of the United States, you fire it somewhere above the Midwest, Right, that's right in the middle of the country, you're not trying to, to get it all the way. You know, when you're firing a missile with a nuke in it or something like that, you have to dodge other missiles, you have to dodge planes, you have to be really good at, let's say, aerial navigation in order to detonate
1: uh, a conventional uh,
0: atomic bomb, okay? Now, when you fire an EMP, the goal is to detonate the electromagnetic pulse weapon, not on the ground, but to detonate the EMP when it's pretty much at its highest point in the upper atmosphere of the United States of America. Because when an electromagnetic pulse weapon detonates in the upper atmosphere, it it, it does something that's Quantumly, far more powerful. It just doesn't explode with a mushroom cloud and the nuclear wind, winds and, and buildings being toppled and tossed like like trees and and earthquake-like activity. No, it's the destructive power is far more than that. The destructive
1: power of an EMP weapon um,
0: creates uh, an explosion which can be described as an electromagnetic frequency pulse up, turned up to the highest power. So now we're, we've, we've entered the world of Alice in Wonderland and going down the rabbit hole because in order to get the knowledge we need, we're going to have to go down the rabbit hole of EMP weapons versus nuclear missile weapons. And so when you do the research, you discover when an EMP detonates in the upper atmosphere, it causes an electromagnetic pulse of such magnitude that it sends out like like a shockwave blast of electromagnetic frequency at a very, very high power. And the moment that shockwave sends its electromagnetic frequency all over the United States of America, instantaneously, in a nanosecond, It short-circuits all the electrical equipment, all the cars with computers, all the pumping water stations, all your water with the electronic computerized pumps, all the power you're getting from solar panels, all the deliveries of medication and food, and, and, and everything that you need to live in life. And more, because now everything, we're in the IoT, the Internet of Things, so everything, absolutely everything, is one way or another Linked into the internet and cyberspace and and using Wi Fi and things like that. So, when this electromagnetic pulse weapon fries in a blast that EMF frequency, it literally short circuits everything uh, in terms of our technology, our power, our, our civilization. It short circuits everything. That, that needs or is reliant on electromagnetic frequencies, which today, in today's world, is just about everything. Every hospital, radio, satellite TV, your cell phone, your power. Everything you do, you think you can conceive of, is using various electromagnetic frequencies. And you may not even be aware of it, but things like your watch, depending upon what year it was made, But in the IoT, the Internet of Things, your washing machine, your dryer, maybe your toaster. I haven't had a toaster in
1: a zillion years. I'd like to have a toaster, but I don't have a toaster.
0: And why don't I have a toaster? Because it's one of those marginal items that I know if I get the toaster, I'm going to gain weight because it's going to be one piece of toast after
1: another with butter and uh, uh,
0: raspberry preserves or something even thinking of it gets me hungry. Anyway, the EMP goes off, and it literally sends America as a civilization with its computers, with, with its you know endless amount of satellites orbiting the Earth, with its biotechnology, its genetic uh, modification. The entire thing is shaken to the core. And when this uh, EMP attack goes off, it literally, with no exaggeration, it sends America as a nation back into time. It's like the entire population of America steps into this gigantic time machine. And at a minimum, we go back 200 years. Because you see, when all of our electromagnetic pulse and Wi Fi frequencies and computers and satellites and 5G and on and on we go, when all of that short circuits and becomes useless then what happens is everything stops working. Because in our world, everything, just about everything, one way or another, is connected to Wi-Fi, 5G, satellites, uh, computers, artificial intelligence, everything. You can't even turn on most cars. Most cars have so many computers built into them, it's ridiculous. Now, there are some people, and I guess they would have to know something about mechanics, who deliberately buy older cars, you really shouldn't laugh at them. Because if we ever have an EMP blast, wipe out our uh, electrical grid and our computer grid, if that ever happened, all the people who have the older cars and trucks, and when I say older, I'm going to give you a bad guesstimate, because I don't remember the, the, the transformational time, and it was incremental. But if you go back, I'm, I'm saying this hypothetically and with the admission that I may not be accurate on the hypothetical estimate. But if, let's say hypothetically you go back 20 years. 20 years ago, there were still a lot of cars that uh, didn't need, didn't have computers in the engine, didn't have computers on the uh, dashboard. They had just a basic automobile or truck machine, you know, like gasoline engines, spark plugs, radiator coolant. You know, all mechanical, all mechanical. So if there's an EMP attack, you would be able to drive your older cars or your older trucks, except for one big problem. Probably 97% of the population or 95% of the population, their cars, whether they're sedans or trucks or it's a Lexus or a Toyota or a Ford or a Hyundai or whatever it is, for crying out loud, all of them are uh, using computers. And you cannot open the door to your car if your computer is short-circuited. And once you get in the car, you cannot start the car unless you have your electrical computer system intact. And and many of you know what I'm talking about, like I do too, because I've been locked out of my car one way or another. The battery died or whatever, but that wasn't the problem. The problem was with when the, when the car computer diagnostics and stuff crashed, it, it enabled, it disabled my car from being able to be turned on and drive anywhere. Okay, so let's say hypothetically in the world of Santa Claus, in the world of the Seven Dwarfs, in the world of, you know, the Matrix or whatever world you want to enter into, let's say you, um, you managed to get your older model truck or whatever. To work because it's not tied into the Internet of Things. But you can't drive anywhere because you go a very short distance, especially in LA, and it would be like a giant parking lot. Nobody would be moving their car anywhere. What you would see in LA and any other big city, you would see literally millions of cars stalled in traffic, stalled on the freeway. You can't turn the engine on, you can't turn the radio on. The people are deciding whether to sit in the car or leave the car in the middle of the highway. The point is, because all these cars uh, were affected by the EMP pulse, you can't turn them on, you can't drive them, they're not going anywhere. So the owners of these cars and trucks abandon them, and they're just stuck blocking freeway traffic, wall traffic, street traffic, anything or of any kind of traffic is at a complete standstill. You understand? And then with all the technology, and so what? Literally, what would happen? And I spent quite a bit of time researching classified documents that
1: were declassified, uh,
0: secret documents without violating. I didn't. I don't violate uh, the the laws regarding security, you know, for, for your eyes only, you know, all that stuff. I don't violate that. Um, I only I only research material that's declassified, and then I make analysis. But I don't give away I don't give away secrets because I'm a patriotic American, I'm a law-abiding American, and it doesn't matter uh, whether I perceive myself to be a conservative or a liberal or whatever. That's irrelevant in light of the fact that we have so many enemies, and if a writer like me or a speaker like me. Uh, was to to just spill the beans on on uh, technological secrets and inventions and all kinds of top secret information we I would be putting my nation in danger and I would never put my nation in danger and I hope you would never put your nation in danger. So I did a lot of work on on a number of things. one, nuclear biological chemical weapons, EMP attacks. Uh, and I got into detail of how they play out, what they do, the havoc that they will bring on our nation. And, and, and at a very minimum, because nobody really knows for sure, at a very minimum, you're talking about sending America back in every uh, stance of the word, sending America back to, like, you know, before the American Revolution, 1776, sending America back to the time of the Pilgrims and the Puritans and the covered wagons. And no light and no movies and no computers. And you know when you think about it, at first it sounds horrible, but when you think about it, the overwhelming majority of all of that media and electronics that I just talked to you about, the majority of it is pumping poison and propaganda into the American soul, and the vast majority of it is pumping uh, the death force into the hearts and minds of young people and adults and everything else. It's a destroyer. It's a destroyer. And a person who's truly spiritually discerning has the Holy Spirit in them and can see the truth because their vision has been restored by Christ and they have the Holy Spirit inside them, which is the spirit of truth. So I did a deep dive of research and I'm We're we're testing out things in the studio. We're going to have the video, the Paul McGuire video, prophetic report, along with the audio, Paul McGuire report. We are setting up to uh, return to uh, sending out our video, the video program of me, as well as the audio program. Uh, Prior about a year prior to COVID, uh, because we have. Stood fast to tell the truth. I think it's fair to say, and I, you know, I, I have not rushed to say this publicly because, in fact, I, I have not said it publicly. So I haven't said this publicly, and I'm not looking for sympathy, and I'm not looking for uh, a way to manipulate you or anything else. But I would say that about a year before uh, COVID broke out, and then the three years of the COVID. Attack on our
1: culture and our minds and our hearts and everything. Uh, I
0: was doing research in all these areas, and many strange things began to happen to me and others, and I'll leave it at that things let me just put it this way. strange things that I would describe as a combination between supernaturally energized events, unusual physical events, uh, even more, red alert, unusual, critical events. These strange things began to happen to me. And I have a particular reason why I'm not uh, uh,
1: telling you specifically. There's a reason for that. But my house, our ministry, the studio,
0: wherever I go, is always bathed in intercessory prayer by intercessory prayer warriors like you. Of course, I pray for you, and I pray for this ministry. So I know, and I'm not ashamed to say that that every day, verbally, as I come into the presence of the Lord to pray for God and His power and protection, I always ask God to send in His most powerful, angelic armies internally and externally with our lives, families, ministries, and all those people that are associated with ministry, or people who we've come in contact with that need to be ministered to. So I pray God's supernatural protection over all of these people, the ministry. I I call upon the angelic armies. Yes, I do. I don't go to bed without, you know, the righteous are supposed to be bold as the lion. So I come boldly to the throne of grace, cleansed in the blood of Jesus, and I I ask God to surround me in the interior with his angelic armies and surround me externally with his angelic armies. And so I know that these powerful guardian angels are watching over us 24-7 all the time. So when something weird happens, most of the time it doesn't happen, but something weird gets short-circuited in a very dramatic way because God wants me to know that, hey, Paul, I protected you, and it wasn't just circumstantial. Open your eyes and be thankful. And then there may be some... When, there's a danger. You can fall into the trap of, of falsely seeing a demon under every dinner plate, which is borderline insanity, or you can dull down with your perception what the Bible is actually teaching. So what is the Bible actually teaching? The Bible is actually teaching this. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the unseen wickedness in heavenly places. So that is our battle every single day. It's spiritual warfare, and we're supposed to be using spiritual weapons. So I am constantly engaged in spiritual warfare. I am constantly engaged in spiritual warfare, not because I'm some great saint, not because I'm some super spiritual giant, not because I'm so holy, you know, that my, my feet float three inches above the ground. No. What causes me to engage in spiritual warfare is this. And when it happens to you, consider it a blessing. When you find yourself, because you're endeavoring to do the will of God, when you find yourself in the most intense spiritual battles, know that many times the intense spiritual battles you're in are the result of the fact that you're obeying God and you're being effective to spread the gospel and you're being effective to spread the truth into our world. So that's why you're experiencing uh, what some people might call a counterattack. So all these strange things were happening, and I'm going to just say one, but I'm going to shorten it, but there's a lot more. I'm, I'm sharing you one. There's a lot
1: more that are far, far intense. You know,
0: this ministry, my message, the books, this is not bragging, it's a fact. We started just about the time that the Internet took off. I mean, I remember Chuck Misler was there before me in K-House. His presence gave me the idea to get on the Internet and stuff. So Chuck Misler was probably the first, people like him were the first to hit the beach in the spiritual war. But we were right after him. So we, we, we were right there in these initial spiritual invasions. And so because we were, by God, in the right place at the right time, God opened the door over a period of, of decades to literally reach millions and millions of people with videos, with books, with conference messages, with Paradise Mountain Church meetings, with television, um, with social media and teaching. And millions of people were reached. Now. But when you are, by the grace of God, when you're that effective and you're reaching that many people and you're and you're not playing it safe, but you're telling the truth. Did you hear what I said? I didn't play it safe. I told the truth. You become a threat. And so weird things can sometimes happen. And uh, I'm not going to go. I, I'm, I'm tempted to. There are many notable people that you would know and highly respect. Who are my friends and your friends, and we've talked personally, and I will never reveal their names or whatever. But as a check and balance, as a safety strategy, I have already communicated to a network of people through various means. And obviously, when I say various means, I mean by like
1: avoiding certain means. And I have given them details. And facts
0: and documentation about over my life and especially as I was on TV and radio and the internet etc, um, anything that could be construed as an attempt on my life or an attempt to, to block from me from speaking the truth, I documented, recorded, and provided pertinent facts, and I have dispersed it in both a random and linear manner, so that I myself don't even know which among certain numbers of people got the information. You understand how that works? So I don't know.
1: And that's intentional. And then the other thing is,
0: in the event that this message would be blocked or whatever, in the event that you would ever hear lies and propaganda, and and you know it's going to get worse for, for anybody telling the truth, They can artificially manufacture your body, your face, and everything else. Any lies about death or disease or whatever, I have answered these things. And so all I can tell you is never believe mainstream media, mainstream investigative services don't believe it. And so as a safety for me and you, I have dispersed both randomly and intelligently very powerful documentation that I have held back on, and I have no possession of, by the way, nor do I know of its whereabouts. By the way, I have dispersed the information in the event. What event? You already know. People who are supposed to know know. In the event, it's a protect. It's an insurance policy. You understand? Because we're entering a time where this globalist
1: elite, you know, there. I've been in the last—I
0: don't know—two or three months, and I can't tell you why, except well, maybe seeking the Lord more intensely, repenting before the throne room of the Lord through the blood of Jesus Christ more intensely, seeking the face of God, crying out for His wisdom more intensely, asking God to to uh, give me supernatural wisdom and guidance and direction and understanding for the sake of his people, so that they would be spared judgment and destruction, that the Lord would give me supernatural wisdom and understanding and facts and guidance and plans, so that I might pass it on to God's people and that they would be spared. And so these prayers have been escalating in my life. And then I reflected back that that in seasons of my life, there were times where This ministry, me, and people associated with me were definitely under spiritual attack. I cannot tell you publicly everything that has happened. I would say this. If I was to tell you publicly and publish it in the form of a nonfiction book, then I uh, would—it would stun people. Because it's a supernatural thriller that is real. And it's interjected with very well known,
1: famous people, super famous.
0: And that's all I can say. I I mean, I'm really tempted to tell you the inside story. I really am. Everything in me would like to tell you the inside story. But if I do, I potentially endanger various people, and I I can't do that.
1: Okay, so in a moment,
0: we're going to come back, and we're going to expose the critical dynamic. There's one thing I, I told you in the, in the, very recently in the last several months, I, 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 feel, I have felt compelled to seek the Lord, to repent before the Lord, because I feel like the light of the Lord is shining on my inner man, in my inner mind, like the light of the Lord is shining on your inner man or inner woman. And God's light and His Word is illuminating me, and I can see all the potential pathways and the solution of complex, like, uh, puzzle piece things. And I see God making a way where there is no way for people in our nation, etc. And since I have spent a lifetime, literally a lifetime, decades and decades and decades, because I began in third grade, for crying out loud. Actually, I began earlier than that. I was doing Edgar Casey mystical exercises, the sleeping Prophet.
1: In uh, first grade, I mean, I was really plunging in for answers. I was doing all kinds of stuff, experimentation. So when you do that, you you may find
0: yourself counterattacked in the physical realm, but counterattacked in the spiritual realm. That's why it's imperative that if you're going to do anything for the Lord at all, including being a loving husband or a loving wife, is doing something huge for the Lord. Being a faithful employee who who who's trying to provide for his or her family is, is is blessing the Lord, you understand, right? So these attacks came because the Lord, not the Lord, because evil and wicked men in in pyramidical organizational structures that that reveal who they are by the symbols they choose to resent to represent their corporate or organizational functions. And let me say this again, because this is a powerful statement that that will provide for you a key to understanding what's really going on in America and the world. So let me say it again. In our world today, there are super powerful organizations and groups that essentially work for the globalist elite or the Luciferian elite. And they have enormous money and enormous science fiction-like technology and science fiction-like science. And they are involved in all facets, of everything from artificial intelligence to transhumanism to computer surveillance or whatever. But, but what the Lord is trying to do And I'm going to speak directly to you now. What the Lord is trying to do in your life right now, my life right now, what the Lord is trying to do in in a major move of God among God's true, true children in America and around the world, what the Lord is trying to do is raise up his people and anoint his people with power from on high and give them the supernatural understanding and wisdom that they need To be able to totally assimilate, process, understand the nature of the spiritual battle that exists in the physical reality we live in. It's not enough that we can simply observe it like tourists. God didn't call us to be tourists. Very important theologically, God did not call us to be tourists. God called us to occupy until He comes. So we occupy until he comes with his supernatural power. But we remember the entire time that over and over again, in the Scripture, you know, the Bible, every angle you look at the Bible from, from a literary standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, any way you choose to perceive the Bible, God lovingly confronts you and reveals to you earth-shaking and powerful truths that if you will stop fighting God and start believing God and his truths, then you will experience uh, a continuing sense of deep revelations and deep, deep wisdom that's very applicable to every area of life. So,
1: in the time period we're in, everything
0: has accelerated in speed, prophecies in, in the Bible and the book of Revelation, and signs of the times that Jesus Christ warned about are all coming true in our lifetime. So what we need is we need knowledge and wisdom so that when we observe all of these things happening, that we're able to stay on track, we're able to occupy until he comes, And that even in the middle of a spiritual conflict, you and I can be victorious. You and I can faithfully accomplish the mission that God has called each of us to accomplish. God knew us before the foundation of the world, and he called us to be here for such a time as this. And God called us to accomplish a specific mission. Each one of us have been given missions to accomplish. And so that is how we win the spiritual battle. That is how we turn the tide of the spiritual battle. We incorporate the wisdom of God, and by faith and by obedience, we accomplish the very missions that God has called us to accomplish. All right, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Be sure right now to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Ask the Lord what you can give financially with your donations, your contributions. And then whatever God tells you to do with his still small voice, when you ask him, Lord, would you have me partner with Paul McGuire Ministries in Paradise Mountain Church? You spend a moment of silence before the Lord. Usually if the Lord's gonna to speak to you, he'll stir up your heart beforehand. And then whatever the Lord tells you to do, you obey him. No matter how big you may think it is or how insignificant you may think it is. Because here's the 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 area of paramount importance. What God is looking for in my life and your life is not how big the donation or the contribution is. That's, that's the mentality of the evangelical church in America. This is not about how much, how big the check, the dollar amount you're donating or c- contributing. What God is looking for in you and me is 100% obedience that you and I would do whatever it is he tells us to do with precision. So the issue is not how much, how big. The issue is whatever God tells you to do in terms of giving or making a contribution, whatever it is he tells you to do, that you would obey him with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you would give financially or with a donation or with a contribution You would give exactly what it is that the Lord told you to give. And then by doing that, you have been faithful, you've been obedient, you have done what God wants you to do. And what did God want you to do? God wasn't looking to see, you know, how much you would give. God was looking to see if you would obey him and do what he told you to do, no matter what he told you to give, no matter how large a gift, no matter how big a contribution, or no matter how small a contribution or gift, all of this, excuse me, I'm I'm using worldly terms. That's not the point with God. What God is looking for is this. Did you give what he told you to give? That is what, and you, if you will begin to walk in that, not in just the areas of giving, But if you will begin to walk in that in every area of your life, you will discover that the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And the actual peace of God will minister to you. Okay, so visit paulmaguire.us right now. Maguire is M-C-G-U-I-R-E. paulmcguire.us. I've told you, I've been in the internet, books, feature films, I mean, you name it. The media, I was deeply involved in it, Christian, secular, for, for decades and decades and decades. Now, uh, as I've been seeking God in, in recent months, I have experienced a greater clarity than ever before in terms of a clear understanding of where we're going as a people, where we're going as a nation called America, where we're going as a world. And where we're going in terms of the world system and Bible prophecy, like the, the Great Reset. And so, after over 40 years of studying this material backwards and forwards, and I know this material, because when you have studied and disciplined yourself to read about a, a, a focused subject matter like the New World Order, Mystery Babylon, Bible prophecy, et etc., et cetera, at a certain point, you, you, just everything that you've sowed into understanding, you begin to reap in terms of
1: applicable wisdom. So, uh,
0: the critical thing that we have to do now is, we're at the tipping point. I've said this a bunch of times. The tipping point is simply this: nobody knows what the exact percentages are, but because there have been so many mass chaos events, like like Lahaina and Maui and Behind being vaporized and mass shootings and COVID vaccines and the vaccination and artificial intelligence and there are so many cultural and computer and scientific and moral and you know our world is in chaos,
1: total chaos. And so
0: the question that we have to ask ourselves because you need to write this down with a pen or take a note and be sure to get copies of my books like. Power from On High, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Um, Conquering the Matrix, The Day the Dollar Died, and numerous other books. The Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, 2. Get those books, they're at a great discount right now. And they tell you what to do, and they give you documentation, and they give you
1: understanding. So the critical thing here is what you and I are trying to do together. And I'm coming to you, revealing my total heart to you. What you
0: and I are attempting to do together as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ is to pool our resources, to pool our prayers, and to move forward in the spiritual battle, setting people free with the gospel of Jesus Christ and shining the light on the darkness, which is shining the light of truth into the darkness of the Great Reset and uh, Mystery Babylon and things of that nature. If we will do that, there will be a spiritual revolution in the invisible world, and millions and millions of people will find that their spiritual shackles are broken, that the blinders are taken off their eyes. Now, this has not happened in American history before. It has not happened uh, throughout the history of the world. But for for a convergence of very strange events that revolve around technology like cybernetics, artificial intelligence, virtual worlds, DNA, genetics, and, and so many different disciplines have converged. And we understand that we were never created by God to be spectators or tourists, just walking around in a pleasant daze and passively passively Observing all these things. We have, you and I, have a critical, all important role to play in this great last day spiritual battle. And this calling that we have is an actual mission that God has called us to. And God, at the judgment seat of Christ, is going to reward us enormously or punish us enormously based on our faithfulness to win souls to Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. So, everything in the world is accelerating, and in its most succinct simplicity, the basic understanding that we have to help people move through the tipping point is this. Most people are locked into a secular humanist, you know, educational system, college, university, junior college, high school, educational, social engineering, mind programming system, which has a very, very little bit of imparted intelligence and and leaves you with almost no ability to analyze or decipher or decode any complexity in events. So we have to take the next step up. And we know over and over again, God in his Bible, especially the book of Proverbs, but throughout the uh, Old Testament and throughout the New Testament, God says over and over again, he teaches us, he commands us about the all-important necessity that you and I acquire knowledge and wisdom and power and guidance, et cetera, et cetera, and that we pursue knowledge and guidance and wisdom, we pursue it as if we would pursue precious gold, silver, and jewels. That's how zealous we have to be in our acquisition of knowledge.
1: So, the temptation
0: for all of us is it's twofold. We are either focused in our inner man and inner woman, we are either focused in on God, the Lord Jesus Christ, we are either focused in on his word, or we are either focused in on the the irrational fear, the chaos, the rumors, the every winds of doctrines that just keep to be blowing through our culture. So we have a choice between chaos and God's order produced by the revelation of God's Word. So we choose to stand our ground. It's an act of the will, it's a choice. What we have in America today is a living example of the fallout of what happens when there's an all-out spiritual war between God's people, Lucifer or Satan's people. America has been engulfed in this all-out spiritual war for, for decade after decade. And so we are at a time when approximately 50 percent of the population is somewhat Antichrist and about 50 percent of the population is somewhat pro price and because there have been so many chaotic events people the 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 prior to all these chaos events people were locked and bolted into a particular perception they were programmed so deeply they could not think outside of the box all of that has changed that the massive chaos events the the unpredictable storms and weather and and you know one thing after another has created an environment where people a, a significant number, and it could be the majority it could be a majority of let's say fifty two percent of the American people are moving in the right direction, or it could be forty seven percent of the American people are moving in the right direction. they're looking for truth, and for the first time in their lives, they learn to discern between the truth and falsehood. So we have either entered into the tipping
1: point era, or we have um,
0: occupied the tipping point area. And that's the place where God has given us the potential maximum opportunity to transform the direction of America, to transform the direction of the church, and to literally, by faithfulness in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, to literally usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ in the last days. Those are the choices that we have been presented with. So,
1: at our particular time period, what
0: is happening to you and what has happened to me is there has been a resurgence in my inner man, in your inner self, there has been a resurgence produced by the Spirit of God which has enabled me to see the external world, the external conflict, the external struggle, the external spiritual battle, I am able to see it with a heightened clarity and a heightened perception, which allows me to to understand very powerfully exactly what's going on in America. In America. So we shouldn't overcomplicate it. This is the basic dilemma we're facing since the beginning of time, going back to ancient Babylon, then Nimrod, etc., There have been those people who have worshipped Lucifer, like Nimrod, his wife, and the people of ancient Babylon or Mystery Babylon. They have worshiped Lucifer. And they did this by creating secret occult societies and secret occultic empires like the Egyptian Empire and the Kings and the Queens, etc. etc. And they have controlled the wealth, the money, the armies, the resources, and they've passed it on from generation to generation. Now,
1: this this progression of two types
0: of people. You have those people who are in active rebellion against God. They've rejected Jesus Christ. They want nothing to do with biblical truth. And then you have those people who are hungry for biblical truth, who are hungry for the gospel, and they want to seek out and search out the truth as fast as they possibly can. Because it should be obvious to all of us that the temporary world that we live in is really a momentary world. We are, not going to, we are not going to be here all that long of a time period. We're just sojourners passing through. We're not going to be here all that long. On a biological sense, you know, our lives are short-term when compared to uh, infinity. So, we want to make sure we accomplish the mission while we're here. Now, the mission is simply this there has been a takeover empowered by occultic and Luciferian forces. There has been a takeover of planet Earth going back thousands of years, and that takeover includes the United States of America, what was called the New World Order and is now called the Great Reset. And this takeover. Mobilized the angelic armies, mobilize the demonic or fallen angel armies, mobilized God's technology and mobilized uh, man's technology, or Lucifer's technology. And so the people of this world, the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, because their education is different than ours, because what they're exposed to is different than ours, because the level of expectation And the learning modalities that are a part of their life uh, are vastly superior and more efficient than than what we receive as, as education. Because make no mistake about it, the primary purpose of Common Core, the primary purpose of the public educational system, the primary purpose is not to educate, raise the level of intelligence, raise the level of understanding, or to impart knowledge in your child or my child if they go to a public school. You have to understand that the primary agenda and purpose of the public school system is to put your children through a social engineering process and to put your children through uh, a propaganda process, a scientific mind control process, and basically uh, program your children to believe in a United Nations, one world order, socialist government, Let's fight against climate change. Rah rah rah. That is their. That is what they're programming. Programmed to become. And in recent years, like in the last three years, they have injected into this toxic mix the fuel of hyper pornographic visual sexual education. So first graders, second graders, third graders, and so on and so forth are being exposed to triple rated, X rated videos, articles, television, cell phone things, and and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to even say anymore, because it's beyond anything. Now, why would anybody who's rational, why would anybody whose claim is to educate your children, why would anybody, even remotely in their right mind, jeopardize your success in education by by spoon-feeding the children beginning in first grade super Graphic sexual perversion of every kind for video television and the entire thing. What, what you know, that's like like a psychotic act of madness, or is it? No. See, they know something that most Americans don't know. They know the occultic and communist principle of order out of chaos. They know that by deliberately infusing classrooms in America with with crisis and chaos and fear and super pornographic videos and images and super pornographic hands-on teaching on how to use this and that and other things that I can't mention. There's no—I mean, Russia wouldn't do this. China wouldn't do this, because Russia and China, despite their their horrific faults, Russia and China are brutally aware of the fact that— you start to feed that in children's minds and you're going to paralyze them for life. So they would never allow it. It is being allowed in the United States of America. It slips through governmental agencies. It is it is it is deliberately being orchestrated by the globalist elite, the luciferian elite and the deep state, etc. And their goal is to destroy. They wrote it, they wrote it down in their manifestos. Their goal is to totally destroy anything left of a Judeo-Christian civilization, their goal is to destroy traditional marriage, biblical Christianity, the the biblical concept of an absolute right and the absolute wrong, uh, nationalism, patriotism. Their goal is to totally wipe out and to destroy all of those things by literally, no exaggeration intended, by literally massacring the minds of your children with a toxic mix of of brain chemicals in the ice cream and the milk and the weather modification that poisons the mind. Exposure to electromagnetic frequencies, which, which lower the intelligence. And then finally, psycho-spiritual strategies, which are embedded into consciousness to totally destroy the ability of many generations of school children to think to become educated to be perceptive to learn to be a self actualized individual under a sovereign god so god has given us this this short time period where he has given us the power and the wisdom to supernaturally recapture the territory that we've temporarily lost and together if we will rally around and unify, as the Bible teaches us to, it is doable, it is possible to roll back the hurricane. It is possible to see law-abiding and peaceful armies of righteousness rising up in our country again. It is possible to see a mass exodus of people leaving churches which are unfaithful to the Word of God, and all of a sudden there's this miraculous infusion of countless numbers of people uh, bringing the Word of God with them and demanding that they be taught the Word of God in their churches. Because if God pours out His Spirit, and that will happen to the degree that we pray and intercede and cry out to God to pour out His Spirit, if God pours out His Spirit and it gives us that power from on high, we can radically change the direction of the spiritual battle. Okay, you're listening to Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a moment. This is Paul McGuire. So God has been giving his people, like you and others like me, God has been giving his people through his spirit, through his word, exceptional and unusual supernatural wisdom and guidance and speaking to us. All those that have been seeking God, God has been responding to. So in the present moment, none of us should be dismayed or fearful. We we listen to the still, small voice of the Lord, and then we, we follow the Lord, and we do what he's telling us to do. Now, <clears throat> um, the critical thing here is that we have to understand where we are in time. At this particular moment, America is in perhaps the most desperate situation it's ever been in. And uh, the European Union and other nations uh, are also in some of the most desperate situations <clears throat> the world has ever been in. We have the potential of <clears throat> uh, World War III, an escalation of the conflict with the Ukraine and Russia, the European Union, maybe the United States of America, very dangerous. We have this, this continued obstinate stubbornness. By members of the globalist elite, billionaires and, and ex, so-called experts, etc., who are telling us over and over again that you're going to have another vaccination, that there, there's coming a far worse pandemic, and we're going to give you an even stronger vax. I mean, this is crazy. You have people who are elected representatives, you have private billionaires, many that have no medical training whatsoever, and they are telling you. They are talking down to you as if they were you were their slaves, and they are telling you, you're gonna have another pandemic. You're gonna have to take another vax. And it's always very negative. Now the question is, how do they know that? How do they know that? Well, you know why they know there's gonna be another pandemic. Could it be that they're they're softening the ground, they're getting people ready, they're getting people expectant? Regarding another pandemic, another the need for a more powerful vaccination, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, mind control, hypnosis, and propaganda. Intertwined with all of that is the science of suggestion, the science of persuasion. When you're trying to hypnotize or program somebody, you often will use positive words of expectation, where in reality you're you're programming them to believe in a new pandemic. Why has our deep state, our military intelligence agencies ask yourself this question? I'm not attacking I'm thankful for the protection, the safety, etc that are that are large institutions in the in field of intelligence and law enforcement and defense and the Navy and the Air Force and the military and special ops. I am very thankful for those military, industrial, scientific defense mechanisms that are around. Because they have the power to protect me, the power to protect you from a nuclear weapon or something equally as bad. But but having said that, one has to ask the question, because it's a very disturbing question, and it's the elephant in in the middle of the room, the white elephant in the middle of the room. No racial pun slur intended. huge numbers of scientists said from day one that the COVID-19 and whatever else it's called, that that this was, was a biological weapon. It was made to be a biological weapon, and it was designed and created and built in the biological weapons laboratories of Wuhan, China, which also happened to be the same geographic area in which communist China and the world experienced one of its most powerful test runs of 5 g technology ever okay so perception makes you powerful because you can see what others can't so you're aware and I'm aware of the fact that um many scientists and medical researchers alleged that the covid virus the pandemic was a man-made biological warfare weapon made in the biological warfare laboratories in Wuhan, China, therefore, it was originally made to be a weapon, okay Now, the other thing is it allegedly the the COVID-19 pandemic allegedly escaped from Wuhan, China, a doctor or something allegedly got infected, and then it spread around the world rather quickly. Okay but here's here's the critical factor with all these allegations of the of the Wuhan laboratories making biological weapons why i mean obviously certain things are a matter of national security but certain things are a matter of giving the citizens enough knowledge to understand what's going on why why has this biological warfare terrorist apparatus how is it that it's still continuing And that it has not yet been shut down. Which agency is allowing this thing to continue? Because it's threatening our lives. Now, another thing is that this they keep the experts, the heads of the pharmaceutical companies, big pharma, the big military, the big intelligence agencies, the, the big politicians, they're all threatening us and telling us a far worse pandemic is coming our way soon. You're going to have to get a far more powerful vaccination, and they're essentially seeding the the, the soil of our minds into programming us to receive another pandemic that's supposed to be deadlier than the other one. My question is, your question is, how come our law enforcement, our intelligence agencies, all the spy uh, agencies we have, the satellites, you know, the... The vast networks of agents and surveillance, with all those capabilities, how come we we're just sitting there uh, cowering in fear? And I don't know if it was Bill Gates or not who said this, but it was somebody of his stature threatening us about that they're going to be more pandemics. How come our defense intelligence agencies, our intelligence agencies, our military, uh, air force, and marine, the whole thing? How come they're not uh, discovering? Who is manufacturing, whether it's a uh, biological warfare or whether it's something that came from a bat or, or venom from, God forbid, some kind of snake or whatever it was, how come we haven't arrested those people and apprehended those people? We have the greatest military intelligence, surveillance, satellite apparatus in the entire world, the most sophisticated, the most efficient all of the people involved in this coup against the United States of America, all the people who made millions and millions of dollars, all the people who made trillions and trillions of dollars, all the big pharma CEOs that expanded, all the the trillionaires, the trillionaire class basically tripled the amount of money and resources they had over the last three years during COVID. So they made a fortune. While middle class and working class people Went bankrupt all over the place. The super elite wealthy class got richer and, richer and richer and richer and richer and richer and richer. How is that? How does that fit in with the big lie of Klaus Schwab? I mean, Schwab? Klaus Schwab said, you of the Great Reset." He said, "You'll own absolutely nothing, but you'll never be happier in your life." You believe that? You deserve a concentration camp if you're a moron whose intelligence is so introvertedly kaput. If you if you can't see a lie that stinks to heaven like that, the communists use lies like that. The Nazis use lies like that. So the heads of the World Economic Forum and, and, and Great Reset, they're using communist Marxist fascist propaganda on you. They're looking you in the eyeball. They're calling you stupid to your face. They're laughing about you. And they really laugh over Christian churches and Christian seminaries and Christian pastors because those are the, as Lenin, the communist revolutionary, said, that that the sucker, he was talking about American college-educated people that always fell for the lies of communism. He called them suckers and stooges and fools.
1: The critical thing here is that we are being openly threatened by
0: diseases, by vaccinations that have not been tested, and many doctors are saying they're not even vaccinations to begin with. The amount of lying and cheating and distorting and disinformation regarding what the vax is and what, what, what COVID is and the whole deal is stinks to high heaven. It's corrupt beyond belief. I mean, you got trillionaires, the richest people in the world, like, like Gates, investing in... Uh, uh, mosquitoes and, and, and other, uh, you know, creatures, because he wants to spread allegedly smallpox and weaponize it. Why is he allowed to get away with it? Why do these people, listen carefully, do you think that the wealthiest elite in America and around the world are walking around like dumb soft targets waiting to be infected by the old COVID, the new COVID, or some stupid vaccine technology? Do you think that they're sitting around like second uh, sitting ducks? No, they're not. They are not living inside the same reality that you are. They have access to privileged information, privileged security, privileged medical care, privileged treatments. They know where to show up and go to get their fake vaccine vaccine shots. They don't risk their lives. They're living in an entirely different reality than you are. So the critical thing here is that
1: you can't blank
0: out. It's like in that movie with Tom Cruise when he's flying, you know, they're flying those jets, and they're flying them so fast uh, that they literally pass out while they're flying the jet because their body can't take it. You cannot afford the luxury of passing out when you're flying this jet called life uh, for all you're worth. You, You can't afford to do that you must understand that never before in the history of your life have you been called upon by God to be a victorious warrior motivated by love. Never before in the history of your life have you been called on upon by God to this degree. And this isn't a figment of your imagination. This is what God is doing in your life and my life. He's calling you out to stand in the gap. Now. This elite, this Luciferian elite, this 1% that rules the world, the architects of the Great Reset, in simplest terms, they are destroying every Judeo-Christian nation on planet Earth. And they are their main guns like never before. The elite used to leave America alone. No, 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 no. They've changed their strategy. The globalist elite have prioritized the destruction and the decimation of of the American middle class, the American working class, of the American Constitution, the American Bill of Rights, uh, American Christian beliefs, American uh, fiscal economic uh, principles. America is not just some nation seeded uh, by occultists. America was founded by Bible-believing pilgrims and Puritans who entered into a supernatural deal or covenant with almighty god and so now this is the, the final conflict this is the final showdown and god has already now this is my final word to you for today i'm sorry if i get carried away but you know what i don't apologize i am passionate how could you not be a passionate about the fate or the life and death of your nation? How could you not be passionate about the life and death of your children, your grandchildren, this world? How could you not be passionate about the life and death of millions of souls that are waiting to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to them? How could you not be passionate about that? And that's why I ask you, passion comes from the word of the the Spirit of God and charisma. It's the passion of God, the anointing of God. And when we obey God, we feel his passion. God is passionately calling us to preach the gospel to everybody who needs to hear it, to to make disciples of all nations, to take a bold stand and an intelligent stand for righteousness. God is calling us to do that now, and rise we shall. So in this time period, God has called us, He's given us the knowledge. He's intellectually equipped us. He's given us the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. He's given us power from on high. He's made us born again. He's given us the supernatural promises of God, and now God is calling us to rise, and in prayer, and spiritual warfare, and take back America, spiritually as the Pilgrims and Puritans intended America to be, and. Here's the critical truth. It does not take some vast majority of Christians to change the direction of America. All it takes is a dedicated remnant of true believers. The Lord showed me that if we had only 1%, if we only had a 1% remnant of true believers, the Lord said that 1% would be of true believers would be enough to ignite the fires of an authentic biblical revival and to light the fires of an authentic biblical third great awakening and we're right on the edge we're right on the tipping point point. and when you're right on the tipping point all it takes is 3 10 15 50 people to to walk over to either the left side or the right side and then the whole thing will tip in the direction where the weight has been placed So right now in America, it's at the tipping point. It's not sliding into a right-wing dictatorship, and it's not sliding at the moment into a communist dictatorship. It's just kind of like, like, like a balancing in the middle. And if we would exercise the will that God has given us and move ourselves, move our position, move our authority just slightly if we begin to stand either on the far left side or the far right side, the tipping point, the balance of the tipping point will be changed, and the energy, the power, the occupation will move in the direction where the extra people stand and the extra weight goes. you understand how that plays out? It's really simple. It's really simple. So, in order to do this, and I'm just going to say it, You understand the way I communicate, so I'm going to say it as I feel compelled to say it. Please give my words to you, consideration, prayerfully, and I ask this humbly in Jesus' name. At this moment, America is in great danger of perishing and sliding into a dictatorial, totalitarian state in which it'll be like a counterfeit totalitarianism. It'll be like a combination of living in the Barbie movie and Pirates of the Caribbean. It'll be like crazy town. Now, in this environment, um, God is trying to lead his people to, to do what he called them to do before the beginning of time. So if we will step forward in obedience and do what the Lord has called us to do, God has given us the power, the wisdom, the understanding, the ingenuity, the strategies, the science, the technology, collectively God has given us all those disciplines, and if we are to develop them and apply them in his name, we will change the outcome of the future by changing the direction of the tipping point, of the tipping point, because we're at the tipping point now. Now, you may call them problems, but they're not problems. Massive opportunities unearthed by God have been placed in our world, which, if these people, the globalist elite, keep making the same stupid mistakes that they have been making over and over again, they're exposing their stupidity, they're exposing their reality, and they're exposing their evil nature in front of all of America. And time is running out because people can see through the phoniness that stinks to high heaven. God is calling his people to make that critical decision and to walk out on the platform so that the weight tips in the direction that you want to affect impact and transformation in America for the kingdom of God. We can do this together,
1: but, and I need your help financially. I've told you what I, I've told
0: you how to do that. You can uh, donate securely. I am in this with everything I have and more. You don't need to know what that means. Be assured that I am in this with everything I have and more and that I'm committed 100%. And it's not because I'm noble and spiritual and, and, you know, somehow some larger-than-life fancy figure. Certainly not. Certainly not. I'm just an ordinary fallen man, just like you are or a woman, but in my case I'm a man and and I don't apologize for that, by the way. And I'm not here to take pot shots at this group or that group. Okay? I know what sex I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. And most of you know your sex, and you shouldn't apologize for it. And here's a clue. Your sex is revealed by the biological. Well, let's just leave it at that. You, 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 got to, you, you already know what we're So we've got to regain the ground as fast as possible all things are possible with God. Now, if I thought we were going to enter the spiritual battlefield merely on our own strength, I might be tempted to be scared, and I might be tempted to retreat. But the fact of the matter is, the Lord Jesus Christ is calling us to enter the spiritual battlefield not based on our own strength, but the Lord Jesus Christ is calling us to enter the spiritual battlefield based on power from on high, the supernatural power of God, based on uh, the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God. We can turn this around. These evil people, the globalist elite, let me let me be very succinct in their plans. They want to kill off and massacre seven, no, no, six and a half billion people. They want to kill off six and a half billion people from planet Earth. And that will leave 500 million people on planet Earth to be their worker bees. That's the goal. That was on the Georgia... Guidestones and the United Nations, etc., etc. So they psychotically believe in a a totally mythological, satanic religion philosophy called euthanasia. Euthanasia is the false belief system that teaches you that all of mankind's problems are due to excessive population growth, and the more people we have, the the faster planet Earth will implode and disintegrate. That's a lie. God is not stupid. Let's begin with a foundational premise, of which I make no apologies. God is not stupid, God has never been stupid, and God will not be stupid in the future. God created the heaven and the earth in his infinite wisdom as the Creator God, capital C, and planet earth as it is now and planet earth as it is in the future is a zillion percent totally sustainable, because God didn't create anything in his creation which lacked power, which lacked the ability to sustain, which lacked the ability to continue on. God never invented a faulty creation. God never made the mistake of of paving up a parking lot or paving up a paradise to put in a parking lot as that song goes. God didn't make that mistake. So the critical thing here is that we need to um, move forward occupy until he comes and we cannot allow the globalist, luciferian elite to take over the educational systems any longer the entertainment systems, the political systems, the economic systems the military systems the scientific systems Every you go down the diverse the, the, the spectrum of dominance that the military talks about you cannot give over to the devil anything that would remotely constitute full spectrum dominance you can't do it okay so here we are we're going to change listen to me carefully you and i together and and if you want to do some heavy duty bible studies i will back this up theologically i will give you an airtight scriptural defense okay but you and i um are called to fulfill our missions, and you and I must, at this time in history, defeat this cabal, this this Luciferian elite. We must destroy them in a law-abiding, peaceful way. Now, some Christians think it's not spiritual to do that. If you fail to not destroy the servants of Satan, let me look at you in the eyes and tell you unequivocally what is going to happen. The servants of Satan the international bankers, the globalist elite, the technology, the servants of Satan are lusting to be like God. That was the sin of Adam and Eve. The servants of Satan are lusting to be like God. The Antichrist, or Satan, wants to be like God, and he's currently leading a regime change in the invisible realm where he intends to overthrow the, the throne room of God and then he will demand that the people of planet Earth worship him. And the only way you will be able to get the Great Reset, the only way you will be able to get uh, the Mark of the Beast technology where you can buy or sell with uh, wireless or Wi-Fi electromagnetic frequencies, the only way you will be able to do that is if you totally and publicly rejected Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you publicly renounced and denounced um, <clears throat> uh, Jesus Christ as God. And then you pledge to worship the Antichrist as God. After you do all of that, after you sell your soul to Satan, after you do all of that, then you are given a nanochip, biochip, neural implant, or numerous other uh, electronic genetic modifications its place as a chip in your body or brain. And you now uh, are operating under partial transhumanism. And, and let me be specific. Um, when, it, with transhumanism, the idea is that man can become God through technology. Transhumanists believe that they are destined by biology to rule over planet Earth to dominate planet Earth, become the kings and the queens of planet Earth, and that they rule, the, 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 the fittest survive, might makes right, and other Hitlerian ubermensch or Superman ideas. So the critical phase that we're entering into is they are, they are hiding all their secret plans from you and I and Christians especially. And this is their secret plan. They are creating, through artificial intelligence, races of supermen and superwomen or super soldiers. They are creating artificial races of super clones, super soldiers. They're creating artificial races of uh, robots, of androids, uh, of other artificial intelligence. Beings like in the sci-fi novel *I, Robot*, written by Isaac Asimov, and so these super-intelligent, artificially intelligent armies and servants of the globalist elite—they are programmed to be slaves. They are programmed to be soldiers and warriors. They are programmed to be killbots. They are programmed to be to to massacre human beings and human being children in cold blood and they are programmed to um, impregnate human women uh, and create a hybrid race that is both the DNA of human women and the DNA of uh,
1: uh, fallen angels. So what what comes next is
0: artificial intelligence keeps – it keeps growing. Evolve is a bad word, but it will serve temporarily. They – Anything that's artificially intelligent, like in the Johnny Depp movie, is growing, is evolving. It's become smarter and smarter and smarter, more intelligent, more intelligent, less like a human, less like a human, and far more godlike. This is artificial intelligence. And so artificially intelligent beings are always conceiving, calculating, and creating ways that will download into them far more power, far more intelligence, far more energy, far more abilities, far more... Capabilities, they are the soulless AI Superman and Superwomen of uh, of creation, and they're very and they're very very busy uh, being all that they believe that they can be, which is to be God. Now, in addition to that, God has this overwhelmingly important assignment for mankind. God has chosen every man and woman to be. To function as a king and queen on planet earth and in heaven, and to be co rulers with Jesus Christ, and to rule with Jesus Christ uh, on the throne room of God, to rule over planet earth and the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. So, the, the temptation that's right in front of them is they want to be God. And so, They Lucifer has wedded his power with artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence gives Lucifer the option of playing God. And then the Antichrist sets himself up in the giant rebuilt temple of Jerusalem along with the false prophet. The false prophet creates the one world religion, the one world economic system, uh, and uh, the false prophet supernaturally energizes the people of planet Earth to to vote for uh, the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is in charge of not only the global economic system, but the global religion. Remember, the global religion and the global economic system go hand in hand. Do not think that money is anything less than an occultic transaction. You look at the back of the U.S. dollar, you see a pyramid after ancient Babylon. You see, you see uh, the Tower of Babel, an occultic portal, an occultic stargate that will allow entities from another dimension to come in. You, you open up secret chambers and portals and doors from another dimension. This is the basis of Mystery Babylon. So Mystery Babylon is kind of like a counterfeit of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So in the final thing, God comes down, checks out the hearts of all the people in ancient Babylon, and he discovers that they're fatally flawed because they all deeply worship the Antichrist as God. They all deeply worship Lucifer, and so they're fallen. They've been corrupted by sin. Now, as we approach the end of the age, God... Has told his people that because he's God, he is going to win. How do we know God's going to win? Because God tells us that he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We know because God is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that this in and of itself is a testimony to the fact that there is no one more sovereign, higher than power, than him. He is, without question, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so, God um, has, because God is righteous, holy, creative, loving, kind, long-suffering, and countless other uh, uh, creative descriptions of God, because God is all of these things, God is going to step into the environment of the Tower of Babel, also known as Mystery Babylon. And we revisit what is known as Mystery Babylon in the book of Revelation, where it says, All the kings, all the queens, all the mighty men fornicated with mystery Babylon, uh, the harlot of old. Which, another way of saying that is, the secret occult principle that the the super entrepreneurs, the super rich, the super wealthy, the, the, the super military, the super occultists, the super artists, the super geniuses, all the secret power that they secretly used. All the secret energy that they secretly used was siphoned off or taken from another secretive dimension, and then it was infused in mystery Babylon in this multidimensional universe. So God has put this assignment, this mission, into our hands. And if we will will simply step up to God in faith, utilizing our mustard seed of faith, where whatever we we pray for, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So here's the wonderful thing. Because you and I have been clothed with power from on high, we have the supernatural dunamis power of God. And therefore, whatever we ask in Jesus' name, he will do it for us. And then When we ask God to do something for us, like a miracle or open a door or make us a provision or give us guidance, the Bible says, whatever we ask for in Jesus' name, he will do it for us by our Father who is in heaven. So this is the final conflagration. This is the, the, the final showdown between the forces of good and evil. And so what is going to happen is that at a certain point, via NATO, via China, via Russia, via the United States of America, the global economic system, Klaus Schwab, BRICS, communist China, Russia, Iraq, and, and nations like that. What is going to happen is right now uh, what is propping up the European Union, Great Britain, and America is the value of the petrodollar. But Russia and China and these other nations are moving in. so. So what has to happen in, in, like, in the most immediate future possible, what has to happen is that God's people need to understand that, yes, America is imperfect. America has a sinful past in history. America has done many wrongs, but America has been forgiven by the blood. America has done many rights. In fact, America has done more rights than any other country on earth. Now, in the last days, God is giving us this critical time period to subdue the powers of darkness, to set up the new heaven and the new earth, to occupy until Jesus Christ comes, to prepare ourselves, to prepare ourselves to join in with the Lord Jesus Christ as he descends from heaven, riding a white horse which says, faithful and true to descend from heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the armies of heaven. And Jesus Christ will descend on the valley of Megiddo with the armies of heaven uh, in the last days. And at that moment, Jesus Christ will destroy all the nations and empires that chose to be in open rebellion with Jesus Christ. He will destroy them all. So when Jesus returns from the heavenlies with the armies of heaven, riding a white horse, and he sees below him in the Valley of Megiddo this massive uh, uh, war of Armageddon between the Arab nations and uh, Israel and the European Union and America. And yet, disturbingly enough, the Lord says in that verse that, that in the last days, you know, the Lord um, is going to allow this, this overwhelming attack All the nations of the earth, all their technology and everything else, they're all coming against the Lord Jesus Christ and the armies of heaven at the Valley of Megiddo, the the world's last battle. And so at the Valley of Megiddo, Jesus Christ supernaturally destroys um, every Luciferian army, the false prophet, Uh, he destroys every demonic power and all the nations of the earth. All the nations of the earth are defeated as they attempt to attack the armies of God. So one has to ask the question, in the far, far, far off future, will America be a nation that has turned its back on God? Because it said that all the nations of the earth turn their back on God. That potentially could include uh, the United States of America. So we have a mission. We have a job. And you will find that the energy and the strides of your steps, you will find that, that as you're walking and breathing, you will effortlessly draw in deeper breaths, and the deeper breaths will pull the oxygen into the depths of your belly, and then slowly you're breathing out, in, in, in terms of an exhale, the breath out of your mouth. Now, let me make a very clear statement. I am not trying to sneak in the false doctrine of Kundalini serpent power. Nor am I trying to to brainwash people into accepting ancient Eastern mystical uh, yoga. So are we clear on that? If you don't believe it, read my latest book, Power from On High. I do. Uh, I give you. A, I give you all the big differences in power from on high and uh, all the secret occult religions, and I expose in a big time way the lies, the limitations of all these counterfeit religions, because I was in them all in my book, Power from One Night. Okay, so join me. It begins by when no one is looking, when your head's on the pillow or wherever you pray privately. You don't have to make a big show about it, but I challenge you to do this. Purpose in your heart that when you're praying privately, all by yourself, inside your inner self, purpose in your heart that you are going to expand the boundaries by putting more faith in your prayer. Put it in your heart that you're going to expand the territory that you're praying for. Put it in your heart that the power of God will come down upon you with such force that it will destroy the the, the weapons and strategies of the evil one. Put it in your heart that the anointing and the chariots of fire and the armies of heaven that are surrounding you, so that when you descend on the valley of Megiddo, you are going to literally wipe out the opposing forces, and all the nations of the earth will flee for their lives from the Valley of Megiddo. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Remember, <clears throat> you and I were called for such a time as this. That means for you and for me, there is, you, you know, first of all, hate to break it to you, there's no such thing as uh, what's this stupid thing where I've written books on it and I can't even remember. What's this thing about, oh, reincarnation. There's no such thing as reincarnation. Whenever I hear people talk about reincarnation, they, they talk about their fantasies about how they used to be the Queen of England or, or, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina or Cleopatra or, you know, some big superstar sports athlete or whatever. I hate to break it to you. How is it of all the testimonies I've heard of of people who have gone through incarnations that they always live these very, very posh lives of royalty. No, it's appealing to their vanity. In addition to that, God doesn't contradict himself. God said in his word, it is appointed once for a man to live, and then to die, and then will the end come. So, what we need to do in our hearts, our houses, our minds, we're not here to call attention to ourselves. It's a very subtle interpositional thing but but we 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 make the habit of stepping up and beyond enlarging our steps we, we will possess the bible says that we will possess all of the land that our feet trodeth upon so if god says to us you and i are going to possess all of the land that our feet walk upon or that our feet trod upon that means Everywhere we walk, everywhere we step on with our feet, we get automatic ownership and possession of that land. It's territory. It's the promised land. America can be taken back. I showed you how. I need you to help me. I need you to inspire your friends. Don't feel like, oh, gee, how can I do this? You can't do that. And let me close with this. You can't do it. I can't do it the way we experience the supernatural victory of Almighty God, is really this. Why is it that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and saved trillions of people? What was the difference between Jesus and every other spiritual teacher of his time? Here's the difference. Jesus Christ knew that in and of itself he could do nothing. Therefore, everything Jesus Christ did, he did because he put his faith completely in the Son of God and the power of God. Jesus put his faith in the Son of God, and everything Jesus Christ did was through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus knew that in and of himself, he did not possess the enormous power and wisdom and energy that would be necessary to defeat the demons, the fallen angels, and the principalities and powers. So the great secret of the Christian life is coming to the place where you understand you can't do it. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. And so the secret of victory is found when you have a revelation and you realize that you can't do it. And so to the degree that you're going to trust God, believe God, pray to God, and put your faith in God, to that degree, you will regularly Uh, accomplish the supernatural. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.